the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to Bisberg. I'm your host, John Hall. Today the program is sponsored by the City Mission of Washington, Pennsylvania. With us today is Dr. Sally Mounts. Dr. Mounts is the Chief Chief Development Officer for City Mission. And uh, Dr. Mounts, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you so much, John. I'm doing really well. Excellent. Dr. Mounts, these are uh, strange, uh, unusual times we are living in, are they not? Uh, They are indeed. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it feels like a piece of science fiction. And so uh, as we talk about City Mission and the work that you do for the homeless population in Washington, Pennsylvania, I can't imagine what that's like to engage the community. And I'm sure the homeless community is among the most vulnerable. Um, let's talk about that first. Uh, talk sure. about about the work that you're doing right now. Um, How many people are at the mission that you're actually serving? Well, I can tell you that we're a 160-bed rehabilitative homeless program with extensive wraparound services. And our, um, our goal is to share Christ and to shelter and to heal and restore the homeless to independent living without discrimination. And I think those words are especially important in light of the times that we're living in now, without discrimination. Um, City Mission is well known in the region, has been here since 1941. For about 78 years, we've been serving the homeless. Um, What we're known for now is our program of wraparound services that really helps people move from homelessness to independent living in a period of six months, 12, 18 months, or something like that. And we actually serve four populations, men, women, women with children, and veterans in four separate shelters. But I'll tell you, we, um, it, it really turned things upside down um, when COVID came along. Um, and we had been preparing for weeks um, for the coronavirus crisis. And we procured, uh, you know, enough food and disinfectants and masks and, 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 and masks and hygiene products. Um, our COO, Brian Johansson, had prepared a very detailed um, COVID plan um, in conjunction with our medical clinic director, uh, Dr. Latanzi, and our medical partner, Centerville Clinic. So we began implementation of that in March. And I have to tell you, we set off quarantine areas. We established procedures for COVID testing. Um, procedures for emergent medical care. And, John, we made a conscious decision very early on, and we said we're going to protect our frail population. Uh, Three-quarters of our residents have ongoing medical issues that are a direct result of their homelessness because, as you can imagine, when you're sleeping out under a bridge, you're not really thinking about your COPD. No. Um, And then about a third of our residents are over the age of 60. So that puts everyone in a very vulnerable area. So in consultation with our our medical professionals, we made the decision to pause our intakes um, for a couple of months to prevent the spread of the pandemic. Um, And we held detailed staff and resident briefings every day 
um, except for emergency appointments, all of our residents were confined to city mission buildings and grounds since mid-March, but our programs remained open, and our residents continued to have programming and work therapy and work readiness and recovery classes. We just did it here on campus in a very insular way. Um, staff came to work. Um, we all prayed about our health. Uh, we met every day. And only recently, a couple of weeks ago, have we lifted some of those restrictions. We're now allowing uh, volunteers back on our campus. We're, we're actually um, allowing our residents to be in their sleeping areas without a mask on. Um, so we've recently relaxed some of those restrictions. Um, but I have to tell you that what we're the most proud of um, is to date, we've uh, we had 160 people when we started, and as they naturally attrited out because they were moving to their apartments, our numbers went down a little bit. Um, now we have about 100 people in City Mission, and to date, no resident or staff member from City Mission has contracted the coronavirus. So we're wow. really proud of that, and we know that we know that we know that homeless shelters and nursing homes and schools and and you know large indoor events um, are places where this disease can really catch hold. And yes. we knew right from the beginning that we had to really, really pay attention. And so we did. We put our plan into effect. It had three phases, red, yellow, and green. Uh, we are now in the green phase. Um, so like I said, everyone's wearing masks in all the common areas. Um, we still are social distancing. Um, when we go into a meeting, we make sure to sit six feet apart. Um, we have dispensers with um, with cleaning uh, materials all over, the, literally all over the place. Um, but we have not had any cases of COVID, and we remain very vigilant. That that's incredible. Truly, it is. Congratulations to yeah. you, to the entire organization at City Mission. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's fascinating. Uh, yeah, thank you. I I really appreciate that. We uh, we did hit a we hit a real bump in the road with donations. Um, on March 13th, we had to close. We have. Most missions have about one or maybe two at the most thrift stores, and they use that for sustainability to help them bring money in for programs and services. Well, we have seven, and they're located all throughout uh, Washington, Ross Draver, Waynesburg, Cannonsburg, Washington itself. Um, we have sort of have them all over. But on March 13th, they were closed by mandate of Governor Wolf. Hmm. And and um, so the, our thrift stores account for about 39% of our over-annual annual revenue. So we predicted a loss of uh, about $200,000 a month um, with our stores, but we thought, okay, God will provide. And what we did is turn them into pop-up pantries for the unemployed and underserved community members of the region. So we got a wonderful um, matching grant from um, WCCF, the Washington County Community Foundation, and we, um, to date, um, have held six pop-up pantries every, uh, for, we did it for two months, we held six of them a week, and we gave out over 4,000 bags of food and toiletries and needed items to people out in the community. And these are some of the people who'd actually fallen through the safety net, or they were um, immigrants, or they didn't have a green card, or um, we literally had people coming on um, buses by public transportation to pick up their their food. And I remember standing in front of um, the Ross Traver store, and I was with um, Sheila Coquette, our volunteer manager, and she was handing these out. And some of these people were splitting their bags with um, aunts and uncles. Um, some of them were giving them to their parents. Um, some of them said, I haven't gotten a stimulus check, I haven't gotten an unemployment check, so your food keeps us going during the week. So we felt really good about that as well. And then um, on um, May 22nd, we were able to reopen our thrift stores, so that income is now coming back to us. For a while there, we were really worried about it, but we thought, okay, God will provide, and, and he did, because we were, we were able to um, apply for a, 
a payroll protection plan loan, which helped us cover some of that loss. Oh, that's incredible. Dr. Sally mm-hmm. Mounts is with us from City Mission, uh, just telling two incredible stories, which is just fabulous about the work that City Mission does in the Washington area here in western Pennsylvania. Hey, if you want to connect with City Mission, I'd encourage you to do so. They're a wonderful organization. Phone number is 724 222 8530. That's 724-222-8530. And easily you'll find them on the web at citymission.org where you can see the whole scope of their wonderful work that they've been doing since 1941. Dr. Mounts, um, that's really an amazing thing that you're involved in the middle of. And, and as you're speaking, what, what I, what, as I feel your excitement and your passion, it gets transferred into me. I start to lift up with you. I, obviously, you are d- deeply spiritually, emotionally connected with the work you do. Talk about that. I mean, um, in reading your bio, you've had a really interesting career, and you could have chosen any number of career paths. But uh, as a believer in Jesus Christ, you have chosen to, to work with City Mission and to help those who are the most vulnerable. Um, just take a minute and talk about that and what that works in how that works in your life. Oh, sure, absolutely. I, I love to talk about that. I um, actually am a, a native of southwestern Pennsylvania, um, was an Army officer, um, retired from the Army as a lieutenant colonel, um, spent 14 years as a VA psychologist, and then came back here when my parents were ill. And I have to tell you, the, the, um, this, is a, this is a very unique region, John. I, I, I have to say that um, when we knew the coronavirus was coming, we were worried about donations. We sent out letters to our donors. The community response has been, in a word, extraordinary. So I've, as a native daughter of, of this area, I've always known that the community's philanthropic roots run deep, and it's one of the reasons that I wanted to come back here. But he, even I have been amazed at the response for, from our appeals. People, are, people around southwestern Pennsylvania don't just give from the interest in their lives. I always tell everyone they give from the principle. They reach deep down into the principle. Um, they appeal to their churches. They appeal to their civic groups. They research their company's foundations. They act as advocates for us on our grant proposals. And it's hugely gratifying to see that kind of response from people around us. Um, and it's one of the main reasons that I love doing nonprofit work in this region and one of the reasons that I stay at City Mission. I'm not, we still need funding. We certainly were headed into a, a very uncertain fall. Um, and so I'm glad that you gave our contact information. But in truth, I am so truly impressed by southwestern Pennsylvania and the propensity of the people here who are not the richest people in the country, but boy, are they dedicated when it comes to giving to charities that they believe in. And I think part of that is the City Mission has been around for 78 years, so people really know us very, very well. But I think part of it is just their generous hearts. That's fabulous. I'm so glad you bring that up because, of course, working here at Word FM all these many years, I see that daily, and it's just it's incredible. And I know as people join us from across the country, they always look at southwestern Pennsylvania and go, "What is what is it about the people?" But it is truth that the people here are so kind and so generous. There is something that's baked into our DNA, I believe, <laughs> and I'm no, grateful I, I for that you. as well. Yeah. I, I believe you. We we actually had a couple of people who said, um, I just received my stimulus check, and I don't really need it, so I'm going to give it to City Mission. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's something like that, and <laughs> you know they got the stimulus check because they needed it. Sure. And, and, and you know, and we, we will literally send out um, our appeals. Our meals are $2.26. We'll send out an appeal um, and say, if you could give us $2.26 for a meal for someone, that would really be a help. And we will get back these checks for $22.60 so that someone can buy, actually buy 10 meals 
for one of our residents. And it's, it's really heartwarming. Um, and, and like I said, I sh- shouldn't have been surprised because I knew what this area was like, but I still was very surprised mm, and continue to be. That's wonderful. City Mission, 724-222-8530, online at citymission.org. So, Dr. Mons, uh, speaking of uh, the income flow and taking care of people, I know that uh, you know along with the the, uh, the stores that you operate, you also do special events throughout the year. So let's focus yeah. on those where you invite the community in to be part of something that's fun, engaging, get to know City Mission and the work that they do, and you know you maybe play some golf or you go out and do a community run. Those things, even with COVID nineteen, are still possible this year, aren't they? Yes, they are. In fact, we have an event coming up on August 1st, and that is our Mission Possible 5K race slash one-mile fun walk. Now, as you know, um, a lot of people have canceled their runs. The New York City has canceled its very, very large marathon. Um, and so we are doing an all-virtual run. And you can sign up on our um, website, um, citymission.org, or you can sign up at www.missionpossiblerun.org. And what we tell everyone is that the race is going on from August 1st to August 15th, you can run on your own. You can run your own race. You can run it on your own time. You can run it anywhere you want, as long as you clock five miles or one mile. And the cost is twenty-five dollars. And we will mail you a T-shirt, or you can pick a T-shirt up at the VFW post, um, seven sixty-four. This is being presented by the Northwood Charitable Foundation. They have for um, five years now been a, a really generous donor um, for us, and they are matching um, the money that we make up to $10,000. So we're really excited about August 1st to August 15th and the possibilities that we have because this race benefits our Crabtree Kovacicek Veterans House, which is um, quite a neat place. Okay, so Dr. Mounts, if people are listening and they go, wait a second, it sounds really interesting. I mean, a virtual run as opposed to, you know, running in a gigantic pack of people. But I hear people say, I can barely run across the street. How about if I just walk? That's fine. That is absolutely fine. You can walk a mile or you can run five miles, either one. Either way, you get the T-shirt. And we're really excited about this because we've sent this run out to about 160,000 people in virtual running groups across the United States. And we're going to have a thermometer on our website that shows what states are responding to the run. And we'd really like to get it built up so that we have it be a nationwide event because it is for homeless veterans and that's a population that can really use the help. And we just completed our our veteran shelter uh, two years ago. And so it, veterans are very much a part of, of what we do, helping homeless veterans. That's wonderful. So, Dr. Mount, as we speak and we think about a city mission, you know, um, oftentimes when you think about the homeless population, especially, you know, in an urban area like, say, downtown Pittsburgh or, you know, it, right in the general heart of the city, that's certainly different than the way it is with city mission where you are in Washington, PA. Can, can, can you talk about this? Because I, I was fascinated, really interested to talk about the way that the homeless population and the way you have to to engage uh, with the homeless population is different than a city perspective because there are, are many in your population who are out in the country somewhere and living, you know, sort of in tents or, you know, small tent communities. This is different. So because of that, you've got to look and work and sort of engage differently. Can you describe that? 
Uh, very, very much so, John. I, um, the urban homeless population is, is certainly very visible. Um, the um, rural homeless population is not nearly as visible. But just to give you a clue as to what we've done in the past year, I can tell you that we had this is we served 136,000 meals to homeless people. That's we served three meals a day, seven days a week. We we have provided 56,000 nights of shelter to one of those four populations, men, women, women with children, or veterans. Um, we have uh, had 9,000 medical interventions. We've had over 7,000 career training interventions because all of the research shows if someone can get a better job, then they're able to sustain housing. Okay, um, And we've had helped 139 people get jobs. All told, 569 homeless individuals helped. And a homeless individual in a rural population could be, one, living in a tent somewhere by a creek. All right, We actually have those people in Washington, and we minister to them also um, in an outreach that we have called the We Care Street Outreach, where we actually go out to them and we give them... Um, we have a physician who gives them flu shots and prescription medication. We give them pajamas. We give them um, snacks, toothbrushes, hygiene items, things like that. So there's a, a chronic homeless population sort of out in the woods, so to speak. Um, it's a, Southwestern Pennsylvania is a very large area, and it's a wooded area, so people could be anywhere. In addition to that, they can also be sleeping on friends' couches, two nights here, three nights here, four nights here. Um, they can also be sleeping in the backs of cars. What we see in the homeless population is that women with children are the fastest growing population. So a lot of times the women have been shuffling back and forth between relative to relative to relative. And we now have these 11 suites um, for women with children. We have a very, very long waiting list, about 60 people on our, on our, 60 mothers on our waiting list. Um, but the kids, when, when they come in these, when they come through the doors, you should see the expression on their faces when they see where they can stay. And they'll go down to the little playroom, and then they'll say, I'm going back up to my house now. Because a, a, little, a, little, um, a little suite that has a refrigerator and a, um, a bathroom with a bathtub and a sink and a toilet and a little bedroom with a couple of bunk beds and a little living room and some closet space feels to them like a house. I bet. Wow. Well, fabulous. I mean, you know, you think about the homeless population, and it, 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 to be honest, you think about just the men. And so the work that you're doing with women with children and women alone, I mean, that's powerful as well. Now, Dr. Mounts, uh, this is important because, uh, of course, when you think about the, the work that's done for homeless people, it's wonderful. But City Mission, you are always so deep and so intentional about introducing Jesus Christ to your population. Please talk yes. about the spiritual aspect of the work. <laughs> Well, I can, I can tell you, um, because I, I take my turn at preaching over in the chapel on Thursday nights, I can tell you that our director, Dean Gartland, who is the CEO here, um, will say to, um, he, when he gets them in a room in the beginning, he'll say, look, your best thinking got you into a homeless shelter. Whatever great ideas you had, whatever wonderful thinking you thought was going to get you some wonderful place, you are now in a homeless shelter. So how about yeah. doing something else? How about trying it my way? And he'll say, I would rather you be homeless for the rest of your life and have a place in heaven than for you to have a mansion down here and for you not to be able to go to heaven. And he'll say, Jesus Christ changed my life. And if you talk to anybody on the staff here, they will tell you about how Jesus Christ changed their lives. We'd like you to try this. 
we'd like you to try um, a way of being mature, grounded Christians in a faith that will never, ever let you down. And we will hold you up as you learn about this faith and as you learn to commit to it. What do you have to lose? And what we find is that a lot of people who come here have been many, many other places, other shelters, other rehabs, and they say that the staff here is amazingly loving. Now, that, that doesn't mean that we um, tolerate acting out. Um, we certainly don't tolerate um, any um, drugs or alcohol at all in our, um, our the people who are here. Um, if they use, um, they're asked to leave. But what we find um, is that so many of the people who are taking drugs and alcohol are running from something. And once they stop to look at what they're running from, then they then Jesus Christ can really come into their hearts. And often they're running from early childhood abuse. They're running from post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, often their parents were addicts. I can remember that um, after one of the... Um, the World um, Little League Championships that I was um, with a group of the um, residents, and we were cleaning up the area in Washington Park, and, and one of the residents looked out over the field, and he said, man, I wish I'd had a place like this to come when I was eight years old. And I said, Jimmy, what were you doing when you were eight? And he said, I was drinking. My dad was drinking. His brother was drinking. My two older brothers were drinking. He said, I had my first drink when I was eight, my first drunk when I was nine. So when you look at a situation like that, uh, people who've had those sorts of issues in their lives, then right. you, um, you really understand why Jesus would want to give them a second chance. And so that's what yeah. we say. Second chances abound at City Mission. Right. I mean, for a lot of people like that, you think they never had a, they never had a shot at a decent life to begin with. So they're playing uh, catch up from the get-go. Right. Exactly. Dr. Sally Mounts is with us from City Mission. Say, if you want to connect with City Mission, I'd highly encourage you to do so. The wonderful work that they do. 724-222-8530 or online at citymission.org. Uh, Dr. Mounts, we, we talked about uh, the Mission Possible run August 1st. I know you've got another event coming up for the people who like to get out there and uh, get on the links, do a little golfing. That's a possibility as well, isn't it? It absolutely is. We have a golf outing on August 24th, and I'd love to talk to you about it. This is our third annual golf outing. We've moved it back down into Washington County this year. It is at the South Point Golf Club, and our main sponsor is Sunny Days In-Home Care, and then Benchmark Financial is also a wonderful sponsor. We have a 12-15 shotgun start, and this was an event that we, we really didn't know what was going to happen with this. We had the event planned for June 15th, and then coronavirus hit. And when we called over to South Point, they said, look, we'll, we'll try to do whatever you want to do, but we can tell you that these are our parameters. And we said, so, so what are your parameters? And they said, well, we can tell you that we're only allowing one person per cart. So you can't have two in a golf cart or four. You can wow. only have one. Um, okay. We can tell you that our banquet area is closed. Um, we can tell you that we could cook a little bit, but outside, and we're not allowed any more than 50 people here. So we determined it might be a better idea to just move it um, and see if we could get more response. And it's been a good idea. We moved it to August 24th. And like I said, our shotgun started at 1215. It's a, it's a golf scramble. Um, our, the chairman for our event, uh, Walt Turner, is um, working with a lot of agencies around the area to see if we can send golfers. And it seems like um, around June, people um, who were just recovering from the coronavirus crisis had a lot on their mind. They cared about the bottom line of their companies. They cared about getting back to work. Now yeah. that life is returning somewhat to normal, um, we are 
we're planning um, this event. And so we are really, really excited um, to for you know, sponsorships to come in. We're really excited to get out there on the 24th and have um, a wonderful day of golf um, with people who care about City Mission. Fabulous. So people are hungry to get out. Two opportunities with City Mission this summer, the Mission Possible Virtual Run and the City Mission Annual Golf Outing, August 24th for that. So if you're a golfer, hey, uh, support City Mission and still have a good time and socialize and meet some new people and just be part of the community at uh, in Washington, Pennsylvania. Call them. It's uh, 724-222-8530, 724-222-8530. Dr. Mounts, uh, with just a couple of minutes left uh, in today's show, uh, just can you just make the appeal? People have listened to this program and they hear the good work that you do. Obviously, very passionate about it. Jesus in the middle of all this. This is, despite the the odd of uh, oddity of the time, it's still a good time to give. And still, whether it's financial or prayer or volunteering, you're open to whatever comes your way. We are absolutely open to every single thing that you said, John. Uh, um, I think that, that God has, hand, has his hand stretched out over the mission. Um, I think that um, it's one of the things people in the area respond most strongly to. We welcome community involvement at City Mission. Absolutely welcome. We have over 3,000 volunteers a year, um, about 36,000 hours of volunteer work at City Mission. Um, people can work at our stores. They can work at our um, vocational training center. They can give um, groups with our residents. They can come and preach in the chapel. They can teach classes in our career uh, resident training. They can serve meals if they'd like to do that. A lot of church groups actually come in and, and serve meals. Um, we, we certainly need financial donations. It, it costs a lot of money to keep a place like City Mission um, running because we provide so many more services than the average shelter does. And so when we um, when we look for donations, we're you know we're not just um, asking for extra money. It's really money that we use to keep our doors open. Fabulous. So you can come so and I, help in any way you can. Any way you can. You can actually call if you're listening to this radio program and you want to call City Mission's main number and ask for Sally. Anybody can connect you to <sighs> Sally. Um, at my extension 213. So please do not hesitate to call me. I'd be happy to talk to anyone. Fabulous. Hey, this is, has been Bisberg, and I'm so happy to be speaking with Dr. Sally Mounts, 724-222-8530, citymission.org online. And uh, Dr. Mounts, thank you so much. been a pleasure and it's been an honor to speak with you. God bless you. Thank you, John. Have a great day.